welcome everybody to uh, Racecourse Ramble. Uh, this is just a brand new podcast about Wrexham FC really, where I uh, wanted to have a chat about everything that's going on at the club. There's some other really good podcasts out there uh, about Wrexham, and Fearless in Devotion and Rob Ryan Red, which I really enjoy listening to, but I think I've always wanted to do something myself. I'm not, I'd really like to be on their podcast and chat to those guys too, but I really wanted to have a, uh, express my opinion. I think it's a bit more of a, a bit more of self-therapy, to be honest. Um, as many of you know, supporting Wrexham isn't easy and never has been. So here we are, decided to give this a bash myself. I'm not sure how long it'll last. It could be three episodes, it could be 300 episodes. Obviously, that'll depend on... Uh, how things are going, how I'm feeling, uh, whether anybody actually enjoys listening to it or whether I'm just doing it for myself. But listen, we're going to give it a crack. Um, So I just wanted today to do a little bit of an introduction. Then I've got uh, a few topics that uh, I'd like to catch up on, sort of what's happened over the summer, um, what's uh, what's potentially going to happen as we move forward, transfer activity, uh, upcoming matches, etc. So Listen, uh, that's the that's my introduction. Um, so we will uh, we will crack on with a little bit about me in a second. So uh, I guess a little bit about me. Uh, my name's Matt Jones. I'm a season ticket holder with my better half and the two kids in the tech end. I've been watching Wrexham for many a year, going back to the days of being able to stand on the cop, like many of you, in those glory days under Brian Flynn. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm local, I live in Wrexham, have done for most of my life, went to school in Wrexham, etc. friends in Wrexham. So, um, finally decided that uh, this podcast in Lark needed sorting out. I'm hoping that I'll be able to get a few people on to have a chat with me. Um, I'll take some volunteers, I'll drag some people in as well, so it won't just be me. I might even get the other half on, might get my 12 year old lad on. He understands football more than me. Doesn't really, likes to think he does. But um, that's probably enough about me for today. Um, I might divulge a bit more as we go forward. <laughs> um, so uh, I'd like to crack on with uh, a couple of things that I, I, I've made notes on this week that are going on. Um, I'd like to start with last season. How were we feeling about last season? What happened? Was it good or was it bad? I can't decide. So uh, yeah, we'll have a look at that next. guess on the face of it last season does look really positive certainly compared to what we've been used to previous years um, personally I was really disappointed with the Wembley trip thought that was a massive missed opportunity I really think we gave it our all if I'm honest Parky hinted in that week leading up to it that uh, the important thing was the playoff game and that he was going to rotate it 
the, the team around him as soon as I saw that I think the alarm bells for me were going off and I thought that was a real missed opportunity would have perhaps given us a bit of a boost ahead of the the playoffs I think the owners would have been a re- would have been a little bit disappointed given the fact that they'd made the effort to come over they'd uh, you know made a big fuss about uh, filling up the box with some famous people and uh, the performance didn't leave much to be desired did it we didn't it, just thinking back bar a Jake Hyde ever, header late on don't really think we caused them too much trouble it just didn't feel like on the day that we were you know really really uh, trying for that which was disappointing um and yeah we did well to get into the playoffs but that game against Grim- uh, Grimsby was just suicidal football it was so disappointing how we got dragged into a street fight on the day like basketball going one end to the other scoring so I was very I don't know I was just left very disappointed with what went on at the end of last season the way we performed I think I think honestly the team were dead on their feet I think they had uh, they'd been running to the ground Parkinson that that seven game home stretch we had Parkinson predominantly kept the 99% of that team the same and I think they were dead on the feet by the end and his lack of options in, in real squad rotation which uh, we might have a chat about later I think really cost us in the end um, and clearly he hasn't got he didn't have a lot of faith in those squad players the likes of McAlinden, Jarvis, Angus no real impact players and uh, I think that was really what hurt us so yeah to me it was a bit disappointing i guess if you're if you're coming back to wrexham after not watching them for a while or even if you're a new wrexham fan i guess it might have seemed like a more positive season because you know because of how close we got in a couple of the in the league and in the trophy but i think hand on heart as i say for me last season was a was a disappointment and definitely something that I'm hoping we're, we're, you know, those problems that we've got around the squad, definitely things that I'd be looking for him to fix as we go forward um, this season. Um, and uh, I guess that would be a really good segue to look at, uh, just to have a chat about the people who've gone and the people who've come in. Uh, so we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have a look at the, uh, the current squad and the situation. So if we have a look at our squad situation and the uh, transfer activity, the best that gets us most excited, I guess, every year and halfway through the year. Of course, we face a more difficult challenge than most due to our um, restrictions on bringing players in. Those English clubs have a massive advantage. Uh, It's key times of the season that they can bring players in. by players more specifically whereas we're a bit more restricted with bringing in free agents who were not contracted at certain times um so the retained list i guess let's have a little quick look at that uh so lee camp went i was a little i I didn't know what they were going to do goalkeeping wise so i had a raised eyebrow at that i thought they might have just kept him around as a 
experienced head. Cameron Green left, and I, that just feels like a missed opportunity for him to me. Every time I saw him play, he certainly looked like he could compete with uh, McFadden. He could certainly be an able deputy. Um, whether he wanted to do that or not, I don't know. I imagine, given the, the profile of what's going on and the documentary, etc., I imagine that he wouldn't have minded you know, trying to force his way and be a squad player, but Parky clearly didn't rate him. Dan Jarvis did nothing for me. Nothing that sort of, you know, he was a 10, 15 minute player and he had no impact. Um, I think Elliot Lee is probably his replacement. Um, but we'll go on to go on to the incomings later. Dave Jones, obviously, you know, I think he played one or two games for us. Scored that worldie at... Uh, was it Eastley on the opening day? No, it was Solly Moors on the opening day. Um, and then spent his time doing his coaching, really. So that was, you know, no real great loss. Ponticelli obviously left. It's just gone to Kings Lynn. Um, that was an interesting one. Works really hard, but he's not really a goal threat. He did have a little spell at the end of the season, just, just prior to the takeover. Well, I'm sure he scored a few games, but he was never really, uh, you know, he was he's never going to be up there, top goal scoring chart. So, you know, good squad player, fifth choice for us, probably, but uh, yeah, not good enough. Devonte Redmond, how on earth did he get a contract? Didn't he get a contract off Les Reeve? How on earth did that happen? I will never know. So, no loss to us. Uh, David Chapaniak, who uh, I was aware of from my days going to photograph and watch Airbus, um, an able third choice. I know we had a third choice, a new trialist. This looks like he would be a sort of third choice at the weekend at Nantwich. Um, I, you know, he played in one cup game, I think, in the uh, Caramac Wafer Cup or whatever it was we were playing in. Um, and I don't, you know, he was okay as a third choice, but looks like it's looking like they want a bit more experience and competition there in case anything happens. So, uh, yeah, no loss to us. Obviously, Kwame Thomas went. That contract just felt like, I'm sure the words they described was, we're going to give him the chance to come and get fit. So, um, you know, he did play a couple of cup games, got a couple of goals for us, but never really looked like starting a game. That was a that was of any importance so um i don't think he's uh you know he's not much of a loss from a player point of view but i think with thomas and ponticelli both strikers leaving i think you can argue that we probably need a an, a decent striker to come off the bench because uh dior angus doesn't do it for me i'm afraid so i think we'll be uh, we'll be we'll be looking at that i'm i'm very sure um so what else did we do we gave jake bickerstaff a contract extension um yeah young lad well thought it's well thought of it sounds like but uh didn't show anything at the weekend uh again coming back to nantwich so um i'm sure he'll be one that's loaned out quite quickly once uh once some more bodies come in and harry lennon oh harry lennon how uh the red passion forum loves harry lennon for me, for the first 10 or 12 games of last season, he he was outstanding. He was our best player. He was carrying us through games at points when we were grinding out draws. 
he was superb and I thought we really missed him I mean we missed uh, Aaron Hayden in the end but we really missed Harry Lennon as well I think you'd be surprised at what a difference it would make if he was uh, if he was fit and competing again um, interestingly his injury this time was different to the injuries he's had before so it's going to be really interesting once he's fit to see you know can he get back in ahead of Tony Cliff uh, or what's going to go on um, so when we go to incomings uh, mentioning Tony Cliff not somebody I know an awful lot about but he's, he is well thought of it feels like he's going to be playing that left hand side role with Tozer and Hayden um, some good experience so that looks very interesting uh, so we've got some competition there for Cleworth and Lennon um, we've obviously brought in Elliot Lee and again whilst he's he's got a big reputation and I think people some people are really excited about him when you look on paper what he's achieved not sure jury's out for me got a feeling we're probably paying him big bucks and I uh, I'm not sure yet so we're gonna have to see how that one unfolds um, I think the uh, the one that's excited me most so far having seen him at Nantwich was Mark Howard um, having seen him warm up watched him in that first half bossing his defense um, he looks like he's got really good hands couple of kicks went awry at the weekend but I think really he could be the one at the end of the season that nobody's talking about because we're all wanting some Tom Lowry or some other star striker to come in and he might be the one that actually we look back on and go yeah you know he's really made a difference because he is definitely going to compete with Leighton for that number one spot I don't think there's any doubt about that I don't they haven't brought him in to be number two the way he talks he doesn't want to be a number two um so i think Lainton has got his work cut out and i think it's going to be interesting over the next few weeks to see how this goalkeeper situation plays out because leighton's gone to spit uh, has gone to alicante I've, I've seen pictures of him uh, so he's in alicante couldn't quite tell if he still had a cast on he didn't have a sling on uh, at the airport photo that somebody posted on twitter but it's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, that we've got four goalkeepers currently with the trialist. You know, realistically, we're going to, we're not going to go in with four. We're going to go in with three. So what happens there? Is Leighton further away than we think? So if he's Christmas time, do we run with the other three? And then maybe come January, we let Dibble go. Or Leighton has the chance to sort of, you know, go and look elsewhere. I think that's going to be fascinating. Uh and I guess I, I, we should have a, a special word, I guess, for Tyler French, who seemed to divide people. I forgot about him when we were talking about outgoings. Um, I really liked Tyler French. At the start of last season, he, he went in at wing back and I thought he did really well. He, uh, he was unlucky, I think, to lose his place, only because he hadn't really made any mistakes. And bear in mind, he's not a wing back. You know, he's a centre half and sometimes he could fill in at right back. Um, so I thought he did really well and then he lost his place and never never really got it back and then at the end of the season he came in at a key time you know that Boreham Wood game I've still got that daft foul in 90th minute I saw that in slow motion from the away end um, 
and I think that really shook that really shook him. And that game against Grimsby, I never saw it, but people were talking that he'd had a head injury, um, which I don't recall seeing. But he didn't play anything like a, you know, as well as the start of the season in that game. Uh, he was a bit far away from McAtee on the goal. I think it was that McAtee rifled in the top corner. Uh, and he never never really looked back. Uh, you know, social media went for him then, really, didn't it? So I think he was uh, he was done then. So uh, obviously he's uh, he's moved on, and we've got some sort of small fee for him, which is uh, which is probably probably best for both parties. So um, yeah, I still think we're short. I think everybody thinks we're short. I think Parkinson's comments were quite interesting in terms of uh, you know. He's hinting that things aren't happening as well as he he would have liked. Um, I th- you know, I think I definitely think we we need some sort of competition at left wing back because McFadden to me is just a bog standard average player. He doesn't do any. He scored. He think he assisted twice on his debut, and I've not seen him do anything since. He, he, he you know he's 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 just a you know he's just an average Joe. Um, and we're definitely going to need some experience uh, there. There's lots of chat about another centre half coming in. Um, you know we've got to be careful because we're restricted in terms of uh, you know when we can and can't buy players of quality. I think you know we can't go into this season and start slow. We've really got to make sure we've got the bodies in. Um, for me, midfield is still the area that we're lacking. Um, I was really excited when O'Connor came in. Thought he was going to really make an impression. But I've been watched him in the what a few times. What we see, we've seen him half a dozen times now. He doesn't look like that midfield boss that we need. Somebody who can break up play or can be tough tackling and really get hold of a game. Um, I'd really like to see us some sign somebody in the mould of a, a hybrid of Sam Wedgbury and brad walker because much as those players had their faults they were really what they both of them could really get hold of a midfield and then you know play a nice simple pass and let other people play um so that's the one for me that's when i'll know we mean business is if we can get that that boss in midfield in this tom lowry this tom lowry link um Everyone's getting really excited about it. Again, Red Passion is going nuts about it. It's unbelievable, the chat on on there about it. Um, but to the best of my knowledge, this is another little attacking midfielder. And I just, I can't get excited about it, if I'm honest. Um, give me some mid to late 20 thug for the middle of the park, because I still think we're too easy to play against. Uh, I think, you know, if I was a midfielder playing against Jones and Young, and Dave and Jordan Davis, I'd really, I'd be really excited about that. None of them really scare me. Um, in terms of you know, are they gonna, are they gonna really hurt me? No. Um, so we're too nice to play against for me. So I'd really, really hope that we can address that issue. And then up front, as I, uh, I think I've alluded to, Angus isn't good enough. Saw him again at the weekend. Um. I think there's a question mark over Hyde, but you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's only just getting his fitness back following, obviously, a long layoff. Um, and he did come with a bit of a reputation. But and he's a, I, I like Hyde. I think he's a good foil for, for Mullin. 
but he needs to add a few goals. I think he does need to step it up now. As Angus, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if Angus leaves Wrexham, is he going to be at Notts County, Chesterfield? No. Would he be at Gateshead? You know, some you know lower league team uh, in our league. Yeah, maybe. Um, but he's a five or six goal a season player, and I think really we need somebody who's going to give us ten, ten or fifteen starting and coming from the bench so so yeah that's my thoughts on the uh, on the squad at the moment um obviously uh, it's monday the team are in alicante sean harvey is supposedly over here working on deals so we'll uh, we'll see what happens and see if anybody does manage to come in um i hope so we definitely need three or four um so we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out uh, and I think uh, next I think we'll just have a little chat about Nantwich so there was well, I don't know how many of us there were in Nantwich to be honest um, they never gave the away figure did they um, it was 1400 odd 1427 I think it was I only saw one person with an Antwitch shirt on so there was 1400 odd of us in uh, in Nantwich on Saturday for the start of our pre-season and if I'm honest this pre-season at the moment with the Alicante debacle is looks like we're going to be undercooked it feels to me like these players are going to be a little bit short of fitness at the start of the season. And that's going to be a massive worry. I think Parky will be really disappointed with how things have played out. Because I'm sure he knows he's got to be off to a flying start. There's no way he can be lagging behind this season. Because by, by December probably, if we're lagging behind, I just think there's too many questions then. The fans were already on his case at points last season. The expectation has risen, you know, the Hollywood owners have got a shiny new toy and I think, you know, they want to be making progress. So, you know, going into a season, probably a, a game or two undercooked, that that, that intra-squad friendly that they've put on in Alicante is a farce, really. That's a, that's a, that's just a, uh, a bit of a saving face exercise. So yeah, going in, going in with the really, we'll have had a your first game at Nantwich. Is a nothing game really. It's a game just to get a bit of rust off and have a bit of a run, and like nobody played ninety minutes. The most people played was forty five. Um, there was it wasn't really a contest. I know Nantwich scored uh, a couple of goals. That Cockerline second, that second goal for them, that Cockerline goal was a real good one. But. Um, that was no real test. It is just a run out. So I think with just them, you know, they've got this friendly against Forest under 23s, which will obviously be a bit more of a test for them. Then we've got Macclesfield at home. But I think, you know, that is nowhere near enough. They definitely needed one or two more games. So it's going to be really interesting to see come that first game if nothing else changes and no other friendlies are added. You know where are we compared to, you know the other teams? Because if you know you would definitely want to play another game or two, really get some more minutes into them. So granted, 
it might benefit him at the end of the season, not have, not having as much um, hard work at the start. But I'll be amazed. I'll you know I'll be amazed if we're uh, come out flying in that first home game against Eastleigh, and um, you know it it does look like it does look like we're undercooked to me, and that's that really is a concern given. The fact that we're, uh, you know, this season should be our, our, you know, this should be our, our big push. We're, we're really where, uh, you know, we're in a much better position. We, you know, we, it looks like we're going to be short favourites with the bookies. That's just wor- it. Really worries me that that, um, you know, these players won't have had a lot of game time together, to gel, uh, and to get the good fitness working. So. Yeah, we're going to see. But Nam- Nantwich was, you know, it was a lovely day out. Glorious sunshine. The ice cream van was good. The beer was nice. There was no threat. The game was, uh, you know, it m- moseyed on by. We had some nice passages of play. Um, I think if I try and, as I said before, Howard, it was nice to see Howard. He really impressed me in the warm-up and in the game. I know he conceded one, but he did look good. The trialist keeper... I mean, he's a third choice, but you watch him in the warm-up. He looked a bit nervous. He was dropping a few balls, throwing a couple in his net. So we'll, um, you know, that one, we'll we'll wait and see what they decide to do. Trialist A, the famous Trialist A. Hey, how Twitter went into meltdown on to, about Trialist A. Um, yeah, he scored a nice goal. Few too, few too many step-overs for me. Needs to keep it a bit more simple. Um, and it... I th- it was him, his defending on their goal, on their first goal that cost us. So, you know, I think it's Courtney Senior, his name. Um, to be fair to the lad, it sounds like he's missed a lot of time with a, with a knee injury. You know, is that really the type of player that we want to be, you know, bringing into our squad now? You know, Reese Hall-Johnson, it sounds like, although they've not told us what it is, uh, Reese Hall-Johnson has, has had surgery, so that sounds like some sort of long-term layoff. You know, do we really want to be having... Somebody who's not played for a season to be competing uh, for a, a right wing back spot. I'm not so sure. I think we should be looking a bit higher than that, to be honest. Hosanna looks like I don't. You know, he didn't. He wasn't even involved. Are they protecting him? Has he got a knock? Is he just not ready? Um, I hope they're protecting him because we're gonna. You know, it looks sounds like it looks like we're gonna need him. And um, yeah. Nantwich didn't tell us anything. Just nice little jog out, really, for players to shake a bit of rust off, start getting into match day routines again, to break the boots in. They'll all have brand new boots. They'll be having blisters. They'll need to get those out the way. And uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't really learn anything, did we? Uh, that we didn't already know. But um, the impressive one for me was uh, was Howard watching him from that end. We were right behind his goal and. Yeah, he did look awfully good, um, awfully commanding. You know, he comes as comes from a league higher, with uh, you know a lot of experience. So, I think he could be he could be our our key signing um, of the summer, to be honest. So uh, we'll see, um, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, so I think that's probably I've rambled on now. I know I've. I've called this podcast the Race Coast Ramble, and I've I, I've rambled on. Um, listen, I'd appreciate everybody who who listens to to this to this. Um, 
I'm going to bash up some social media to go with it. I'll try and start a Twitter account. Um, I'd love to get some people on. I'd love to get some of the, the you know, especially some of the the voices that we don't hear. So you know, I'm going to try and get my other half to come on so she can have a chat. Uh, it'd be nice to speak to a few others who uh, who want to have a chat about Wrexham because it's, uh, it's, it's so male-dominated, the social media for Wrexham. Let's get a bit of balance and a bit of opinion uh, on that. Uh, and as I said, my 12-year-old might come and have a chat. I'm not sure. I think he likes, his, likes the sound of his own voice too much. I've heard enough of it. Um, so, yeah, listen, thanks very much for listening, if anybody does listen. I, you know, if I get more than 10 listens on this podcast, the first one, I think I'll be happy. Um, and I will, you know, I can try and do these regularly. Um, it's not necessarily easy for people, a lot of people to listen to them because there's, you know, we live such busy lives, but I will try and update them as often as I can. I don't mind doing mini ones when we sign players, etc. Uh, we can do some spaces because the spaces that Fearless and Rob Ryan Red do are really good. I love listening to them, chiming in and having a chat and voicing an opinion. Um, so, you know, we've gone on half an hour today. I think that's enough. Um, I hope everybody has a good week. If you're in Alicante, enjoy the sunshine. Seeing lots of people on the uh, in the airport and drinking people drinking sangria. You lucky lot. Uh, I think I'd have possibly gone. If it would have been better organised, I'm so glad I didn't now. I'd have been gutted with the, with what's happened. It was such, such a letdown. Um, so, yeah. Uh, everybody enjoy the weather. It's uh, half past one on a Monday at the moment and it is roasting outside. And uh, I should be outside really, but the, the news has told me it's going to be too hot. And I think if I step out the front door, I'll just combust in flames. So I'm afraid to go out. Uh, so that's enough from me. That's a little bit of a chat and a, it will be a ramble. Nothing professional about this podcast. I'm learning as I go. So have a good week, everybody. And uh, we'll catch up possibly at the end of this week, start of next week. And we'll see where we are. So long. <laughs>